0: Friends, welcome to Nurturing Your Nest, the podcast created to capture, explore, and navigate the journey of coming home to yourself, transitional motherhood, and connecting with our teenage daughters along their paths. I'm your host, Angie Schaefer, wife, mom of two teenage daughters, intuitive Reiki healer, transitional motherhood coach, and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat just as we are on a sofa. Side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my greatest hope to help other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight up truth to guide your questions, worries, and celebrations with a friendly voice and healing vibe. Our time is now. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nurturing Your Nest. I am super excited to be here today and to chat with you about a question, a thought that has often held me back and created way more stress than it needed to. And that question would be, who am I? Who are you? what do I love? What makes me unique? I think the who am I and the what makes me unique are like the two questions that have had me go round and round and around and around a hamster wheel for years. I would say to my husband, who am I? What do I like? What, What do you think of when you think of me? And then I would ask my friends. And then I would ask my daughters. And believe me, it doesn't get easier. As I have uncovered more about myself and dug deeper in spirituality, I have found this question going back around my head on a hamster wheel over and over and over and over and over. over. So one of these weeks, recently, I found myself asking that question again. And at first, it was upsetting Because I felt like, wow, I thought I had spent all these years digging deep, spiritual awakening, coming home to myself. And here I am finding myself asking again, who am I? What makes me unique? And I made a list. And at the end of the list, I thought, well, hell, (laughs) it doesn't even look that unique. It was mom, wife like daughter, sister, dog lover, and vegan. And then something happened. I ate a real ice cream cone. Lord, did that set me off. I thought, well, now I can't even claim myself as a vegan. And my oldest daughter would be the first one to say, Absolutely not. No, you can't, Mom. You're not a vegan unless you're staying strict to the world of veganism. And it got me thinking even more do I believe that veganism is for me? Have I been doing it for the wrong reasons? Like everyone else around me loves it? That, you know, I, ha- I have some friends and family members that are vegan. Or am I doing it for a like a title um, to make myself more unique? And I had to sit and soul search with this. Because I've also been known to say things like, I'm vegan, but the minute dad and I make it to Italy, I am sure going to have some red wine and Italian cheese. And I know in my heart that a... Quote unquote true vegan who maybe does it more for the animals, health and well being, and treatment of animals would not ever have that consideration. So I had to sit with my connection to being a vegan, and I also had to sit with who am I? What am I? unique, you know, what makes me unique? What am I here to share with all of you? And I wanted to share with you some of the process of this and what I've come to understand and lean on. And I'm going to start with the story of the vegan (laughs) because It actually, I'm still at a point where I'm throwing balls up in the air and juggling am I or am I not. And what I am now comfortable saying is I eat 95% plant-based with an occasional day where I honor something within myself that I desire. I honor that pleasure of a random ice cream cone. And how I see this unfolding is that it won't be often. When I had that ice cream cone, it was for sweet corn ice cream. Like I couldn't pass that up for some reason. It it sounded too unique and I really desired to have it and it brought me pleasure. It tasted damn good. And so I had to sit with that, though, before I got there. Like, I had to pull back the mask of vegan and sit with, am I going to be vegan or am I not? And why am I vegan? And why would I walk away from it? And am I afraid of other people's judgment? And what I came up with was that they can judge all they want. But if something is bringing me pleasure, I'm going to own the pleasure and walk towards it. Not because I don't care about animals. I do. I'm a huge animal lover. And I am not going back to eating meat or fish. That doesn't feel right in my body anymore. I have no desire. It doesn't even sound or feel like a pleasure. But an occasional slice of cheese with wine or an ice cream from a local dairy, those sound like pleasure to me. And I'm going to allow that space to open up and invite myself to feel into my body and what my body is calling for, and where it would find pleasure versus restriction going forward. So as I owned the idea of eating mostly plant-based and not calling myself a vegan, I was also toying with who am I, besides mom, wife, daughter, sister, friend, And I realized that this was something that had haunted me for years. From childhood to teenage years to young adulthood, in college, in um, marriage, in motherhood. Who am I? Where do I fit? I don't know. Does that haunt you? Am I the only one? I don't think so. But (laughs) if I am, I guess that makes me unique. And what I realized was that in childhood, I saw myself as Angie, the daughter that helped everyone, the peacemaker. I could not even today look back and say what else was unique about me. I don't think I felt there was anything else unique about me, except that I was the peacemaker, the helper, and daughter, granddaughter, niece, cousin. And I had not a, um, like I wasn't super involved in activities that I really maybe lit me up or that I would shine at. I was a baton twirler. I played softball. Don't ever ask me how that went. Because the truth is, I would be told by coaches, don't even swing until you have two strikes against you. So clearly, I sucked. And the first time I ever got hit in the stomach with a soccer ball, I was like, peace out. Not going to do that anymore. And I just never really felt like I fit. And um, that was okay at that time. I mean, I think I felt sort of lost, but didn't know what to do to change that. And I had a couple of really good friends. So I was fine just fitting just like that with them and not necessarily screaming unique, but um, just being comfortable with where I was at that time. And then in the teenage years, I think I felt that even more so in my heart that I was uncertain where I really fell into place among my peers, knowing that I was different as well. And then I started dating my husband when I was 15. And so that definitely was one unique thing about me. Um, I am happy to say that to this day, that is something unique about me. I have been with the same man since I was 15. And we have grown up together and loved each other through ups and downs and years. Like we are going to be at 26 years together this December. And that's unique. But besides that... I didn't stand out in any other way, in my eyes anyway. I continued being the helper, the peacemaker, the family person, the one that would do anything for anyone else. Hint, was that why I couldn't even find something unique about myself? Because I was busy doing everything for everyone else and not really following path that maybe would light me up? that I would have enjoyed, as I have found in my adulthood. So then I went to college, and I think I found some areas of myself that seemed unique there. I was one of only two students in the social work program that focused on geriatrics, and I excelled in college, unlike high school. I had close relationships with friends there, I built um, really beautiful relationships with professors that I adored, and it was the first glimpse of myself coming into who I was meant to be, and maybe pieces that would make me unique. After college, I got married at 22 years old, which I didn't think was young after we had been together seven years to the day that we got married, but it certainly made me, us, unique because it was not common at that point to get married at 22, and none of our friends were getting married. And so we were the only newlyweds in our group of friends, and so now I was Angie, wife, wife, daughter, sister, granddaughter, social worker, and I was connected to the geriatric population, and that was about it. I didn't think I stood out in any other way. This carried on. I became a younger mom, if you want to call 24 young, as many people tell me. I was a young mom, I don't think 24 is really young. To me, a young mom would have been like under 20, under 22 maybe, but not 24. But anyway, I was a younger mom and that made me unique. And I didn't have friends that were mothers except for like a playgroup group of five or six of us. And in that group, I was the youngest again. And yet, I still couldn't say that there was something really unique about myself. I was still the giver, the helper, the peacemaker, the family lover. And while I recognize not everyone operates as such, I didn't think those stood out as unique. And... Then I became a caregiver when I was 31 years old. I was a caregiver to both of my grandparents. My grandfather first. He lived in our home. He had a stroke. He had dementia. I took care of him. He died in our home. That was unique for certain But again, I felt like I was skimming the surface of like, this is what's unique about me, but not per se something that really stands out. Like, if people think of me, they think, you know, soccer star, or, you know, I don't even know what I would say I was looking for. And maybe that's another hint that I was on this search to find something that didn't even need to exist because here's what I found. I am unique because I am me. I have always been me. There have been times where I have tried to adhere to how other people do things, but overall I am me. And I don't fit into their box and they don't fit into mine. That we're each here as our own individual selves our own individual truth. We love who we love, what we love in life, because of who we are, not who everybody else is. So as I came to this realization that I had been searching for something unique about myself, but I was always just myself, and that was the unique part of my being i sat with it i journaled about it i really thought about it and slowly little things did pop up that i realized made me unique i will share those and i will also share with you my thoughts on coming full circle if you were on the quest to find yourself and the power in owning the fact that you are who you are and that makes you unique in itself. God made you who you are. That's unique. It's like every snowflake is new, unique. Every human is unique. Every animal, every being is unique. And so we don't have to go on this quest to figure out who are we that what makes us unique? Maybe the quest is more about what do I value? What are my values? What matters to me in life? and I can tell you this: if I look back across my life, what mattered was family, respect, freedom, love, and there's more, but those pop out family being one of the top family and friends it it lights me up to be around those people it also lights me up to dream and feel freedom in being able to construct my day the way i want to and that certainly makes me unique and as i looked around i realized even this morning, as I was recording this for this episode, that there are some things that stand out that make me unique. Definitely the curly hair that God gave me, but also my love of animal prints. Like, I sort of forgot that that is unique. I have multiple animal print chairs, multiple animal print outfits, On my 21st birthday, I went to the bar in a pair of animal print bootleg jeans and a black tank top, and my best friend at the time wore an animal print shirt and black jeans. So I definitely have this, like, love of animal prints. As a matter of fact, just the other day, I screenshot and saved a pair of hunter boots that are animal print. So we got the animal prints, we got the curly hair, we have my love of family and friends and freedom and peace and my quest for joy, my ultimate love of being a mother. And I will share with you that as I was chatting about this with my daughters and saying, what makes me unique? And I was really like feathers ruffled about the whole vegan and letting that go and What does that make me? I was reminded by one of them that I am a mom. And that it is my purpose in this life is to be a mom. But I also recognize that it's not just to be a mom to my daughters. It's to be a mom to myself and take care of myself. It's to be a mom to others in a mothering way, not their blood mother, but to mother others is part of me. I've happily released vegan as a unique title behind my name and embraced plant-based living with an occasional day of pleasure for something I desire. Typically would be a slice of sharp cheddar cheese and a glass of red wine or maybe an ice cream cone at a dairy. 95% of the time, I will still be eating plant-based and vegan. And I realized I'm unique in going about life the way I go about life. That for years, I've not been okay with corporate America or having someone tell me what to do and when to do it, but to fighting up for a path that I knew was meant for me. I've always known that I'm here to help others. I'm here to mother others. I've done it since my childhood. I have a keen sense of knowing. I can pick up when someone's hurting, when someone's angry, when someone's excited. I just know. I have always just known. It's one of the greatest parts of my intuition. And I stand here today to own all of those pieces of me That make me unique. And to not stand here and say, I'm going to keep walking in a quest to find out who I am, but to stand in my knowing that I've already known myself for 41 years. And I, myself, am unique. So I invite you, if you're on this quest to figure out who am I, and you're asking everybody... Just know that you're unique. Just know that you are you exactly how God made you. And that more pieces of you may unfold. And you may find yourself owning something new and exciting. A new title, a new activity that you take on. And that's all part of your unfolding. Of who God made you to be. And it's all part of your journey. And that journey is to live out your purpose. All of it ties together your journey, your purpose, who you are, who God made you to be. Own it all. Release the fear of others judging you, not liking who you are, having something to say about it, caring what you say, and own it with a smile. I do want to also take the end of this episode to announce to you that. Nurturing Your Nest will be going away, and in the replacement of it, the title of this podcast will be changed to The Intuitive Mother Podcast with me. Much like owning all of that about myself and coming full circle into this is who I am, Nurturing your nest has gone through its journey. and it started with a dream in mind and a vision of what it would be and the type of podcast it would be. And at almost, you know nine months in, I have grown a lot in those nine months. I have changed, I have taken courses, become certified, really become clear about what I am here to do for my purpose and who I am here to help. And part of that is releasing nurturing your nest and bringing in the intuitive mother. I will have the podcast going up next Tuesday. So next week on Sunday, there will not be a Sacred Sunday. But on Tuesday, September 8th, the Intuitive Mother podcast will roll out. And before then, you will be able to find the Intuitive Mother Collective, a Facebook group where you can come to feel seen and heard as a mom through our journeys as we navigate teenage years and beyond where we can just come together and have a safe space and community to be together as moms. I look forward to bringing the intuitive mother out to the world and the movement that it can truly be as all of you come along with me. So I look forward to being back on September 8th And I hope you will join me right here, Tuesday, September 8th. Until then, have a great beginning of the month. Bye-bye.